Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome, 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 folks. And it is another great day in America. Uh, well, Joe Biden's America, anyways. It's a great day if you're Joe Biden and you're corrupt and you're a borderline monster here. So uh, what's going on? What's going on here, folks? Well, what's going on in no small part is we're getting ready for the 2024 steal. And if you don't think the 2024 steal is a legitimate thing, I've got another thing coming for you. It is absolutely going to happen. They're ramping up for it. They've got away with it in 2020. They got away with it in 2022. And now they're going to do it in 2024. And they're ramping up efforts, right? We're never going to have another free election again in America if we don't fix this. So it's time to get to work. Well, with regards to that, uh, we've got a headline in Slay News. Headline, Mark Zuckerberg group to store voting machines and ballots ahead of 2024 election. Well, who wouldn't want Mark Zuckerberg to have all of our ballots and machines before the election? We know that they'll be honest then, right? We know that they would never cheat or do anything wrong. Uh, except they would. Okay, so Zuckerberg here has uh, his Facebook thing, and he uses his money to promote corruption, in my mind. Uh, and he's got a one of his entities that's buying up storage space to store voting machines and ballots that'll be used in the 2024 election. I presume that it's actually so that they can uh, put this stuff in there so that their their tax can work on this stuff. I mean, I well, never mind. They couldn't do that. That wouldn't be right, would it? Uh, storage space is being bought up by the Alliance for Election Excellence. And this group is led by uh, Tiana Epps Johnson and the Center for Civic Life. And, uh, they, you know, he gave them $100 million in April of 2022. And they are using this money now. Uh, they, well, they've used it in the past to, to pu- push Democrats to turn out for elections, right? So we've got a partisan entity pushing for Democrats, and we're going to trust them to just hold on to these voting machines and ballots, right? They're just going to, you know, no, no problem. There's no reason they can't. I mean, they're, they're, they're called the Center for Tech and Civic Life. I mean, what could possibly be wrong with that, right? So, yeah, they, they promoted Democrat turnout. They promoted Democrat this. There's no question that they're a partisan hack group. And, uh, yeah, it's just, is what it is. Well, now they're buying up this space uh, to to store, to store this equipment ahead of the election. And I'm sure you can count on them. You should definitely just trust them to ensure that that equipment being stored will be stored safely and securely and that no one will screw with the equipment. I'm sure it will be totally upfront and on the up and up. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's clear that these guys are doing this just because they believe in free and fair elections and want to help. That's all. You know, I mean, there's no question. So, quote, we've run out of space in general, but the big thing was there simply was no real secure storage space for our voting machines and ballots. 
two things that absolutely need to be secured. And the space has become difficult to manage when we needed to add in-person voting to already overcrowded, unsecured space. Uh, that is a quote in the article uh, you know, related to why it is that uh, you know, they need to have Zuckerberg funding the purchase of space to store election equipment. How does this not? Now, now wait a second. We, we, we need to point out, very important, the Washington Post, and we all know that the Washington Post is the epitome of truthfulness, uh, but they tried to fact check claims that, uh, that Zuckerberg influenced past elections. And uh, what they actually did was you know, kind of prove the point, which they frequently do. Uh, he, uh, he gave all this money in the past and uh, poured into local election offices, but it was all into local elections offices and local election, I think, in Democrat areas. Everything that they funded was promoting turnout in Democrat. I mean, there's no question what was going on here. Well, this leads to some, some other issues, right? So in 2024 and up to this point, what they've done is, is this group called Project 65, they, they're a bunch of lawyers and basically they've made it their mission to try and go out and uh, sanction and fine and sue and do anything they can to stop other lawyers from challenging the election process in the courts. Well, that's kind of an issue, isn't it? Right. I mean, you would think that you'd be able to do this, but the, but they won't. They won't. And uh, interestingly enough, the result has been this. Uh, you can't get lawyers to file election cases. And if they do, they get sanctioned. They get in trouble. They get this, get that. So no one's questioning. So in 2024, you're going to have almost impossible time getting any lawyers to do anything. Carrie Lake has been the lone exemption to this, right? Carrie, uh, even you know, Mark Fincham and Abe, got us, even they, they ran into trouble. But Carrie Lake has succeeded in, uh, in bringing a case forth and seems to be doing well, even despite the corruption in the courts in Arizona. That's uh, because her case is so ridiculously clear that there is nothing anybody can do to argue with it, right? I mean, this is, it should have already been won. She should be the governor of Arizona. There's no question about it. But this is all part of a process, right? They cheat. They attack the lawyers. They make it so the lawyers can't, uh, you know, bring these cases forward. And then they move, uh, you know, you know, to uh, punish the lawyers that have the courage to do this. It's a scary thing, folks. Now, in 2024, it appears that we're going to have a Donald Trump and we don't know who match up. And I say we don't know who because I'm not convinced Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. Yeah, the Democrats don't want him. He's completely incompetent. His, he's totally broken. He's a disaster in every level. It's a lot of talk about uh, Muchel, Muchel Obama uh, uh, running again. And, you know, or running this time. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Michelle Obama is the least qualified person on the planet. And the only thing she's ever done is put a disaster school lunch program together. And, you know, we've had 12 years of Obama at that point. I mean, we had eight years of his presidency and four years of the Joe Biden poop your pants presidency while Obama actually ran the show. So the idea of another Obama in the White House is just an unacceptable thing. And Michelle Obama is particularly horrific. So, you know, when we look at this, 
we've got to th- look at what the, what's going on here. So we're going to have this matchup. Well, the stealing of elections has become so profound and so, in, I mean, what are we going to do with this, folks? What are we going to do with this? I'm actually half considering switching gears on some things to really start focusing on election issues uh, over the next year or so. I don't know. I haven't decided. I mean, I'm not going to leave COVID until we've won COVID entirely, which means accountability for all the murders in the hospitals and with the vaccines and everything else. But we cannot have four more years of this lunacy. Uh, you know, even though Trump has been a disaster on the vaccines, I do like Trump. I, he's still my man, uh, you know, and uh, I'm hoping that he comes around on this before the election. But at the end of the day, uh, these these piece of garbage Democrats cannot be in there. I mean, they've sold out. These The corruption, the Obama presidency has set up for COVID. It's set up for the election steals. It's set up for everything. He sold our nation down the toilet. Frankly, I think he should be in prison for treason. Uh, but to, to suggest that we would have Michelle Obama as the president of anything, given her complete lack of a track record for anything other than a disastrous school lunch program, uh, is is just mind-blowing. So, yeah, this is something that we've got to fight on a profound level, but how do we do it? How do we do it? Now, I want to put out there uh, one of the suggestions I have. If you are in a battleground state or any state, any state, if you want to fight, here's my suggestion. I really want to talk about some solutions. We need two things happening, and I'm talking to all of you activists who are out there fighting on the voter front. So uh, Captain K, Seth Cashel, my buddy, uh, Mike Lindell, I'm asking you guys to hear me out on this and uh, you know maybe promote this a bit. We need to do a lot of things on a high level. We need to pass some legislation. We need to do some different things. But as far as the activists, we need to start organizing. We need to start working on ballot harvesting and uh, at the same time canvassing. And what needs to happen right now is you need to be aware of your local laws, your state laws. You need to look at them. Need to say, okay, so this is how we canvas. If if we want, you know, we go out there, we find out, we look at the voter rolls. We see that uh, 25 people voted in the last election at this address. Well, that seems kind of fishy. So go to that address and see if all 25 people live there. If they don't, document it. Take pictures. Take a recording. Take whatever you can take. Show that 25 people don't actually live there. Then you need to submit those documents and evidence to the Secretary of State and say, Secretary of State, this, you know, these 25 people on the voter roll, only this person lives there. We're asking that you clean that up. That needs to happen millions of times in all of these swing states. And folks, one person ain't going to do that. That requires a big, big canvassing effort. Every single conservative group fighting this needs to start pushing on canvassing efforts. You've got to get out, get this out. Now, at the same time, you need to register conservative voters. You know, go go to the gun show and, and take voter registrations. Go to, uh, I don't know, pick your conservative event. Go to the reawakening tour. We should be taking voter registrations at the reawakening tour. In fact, I got to get a hold with Clay. I need to tell him that. We should in every reawakening tour be offering a voter registration. I think that would be a good thing. We need to teach people how to canvas and what to do. 
In fact, I think I'm going to talk to Clay and General Flynn about this, see if we can't start doing this, because we need to start ramping up the we the people aspects of this. So, you know, when we start doing these things, we got to start getting this out and then pushing the Secretary of State. Now, if the Secretary of State is not taking action, once you've submitted these requests, you need to resubmit and continue doing this and may, lay the groundwork so that an attorney can challenge us, ideally before the election. You know, if we get close to the election and we haven't done this, and I'm talking several months beforehand, several months beforehand, we have to be able to say, you know, hey, Secretary of State is not cleaning the voter rolls and then, you know, provide a lawsuit on it. Uh, now, that's a lawsuit that you can file. And there's no real room for sanctions on that. I mean, that's just, you know, hey, the Secretary of State has to do this for requesting mandamus action that, you know, he'd be forced to do his job or her job. Uh, that's something that could be done. It would be a big thing. And at the same time, we're doing two things, right? So you're both harvesting and canvassing. You're getting new registrations for voters and eliminating bad registrations. We don't want to disenfranchise people. What we want to do is make sure our elections are clean and fair. If you eliminate the garbage in the voter rolls, it makes it much harder to cheat with the machines. And listen, I know about the algorithms and all this nonsense. I've heard all the stuff. I don't. There's nothing you can do about that, folks. So you got to work on what you can. If you clean the voter rolls, it's going to have an impact, right? Well, as far as the algorithms go, there's things that I have in mind that can be done behind the scenes on that too. But we've got to start with the voter rolls. They've got to be cleaned up. And we've got to combine that with uh, with the ballot harvesting. We've got to do the same ballot harvesting the Democrats were. We have to do both sides of the equation. Now, as far as election law and other things, I have plans on that, too, and I'm going to be working on that. But we have to make sure that we start with that. This is the we the people solution. Everybody says, what can I do? Well, I'm telling you what you can do. I'm telling you. And listen, I don't care. Even for the primaries, it's important. Even if you're a Bobby Kennedy supporter, and I like Bobby. Uh, you know, uh, you know, do you think he's going to get a fair Democrat primary? Does anybody think Bobby's going to get a fair primary on the Democrat side? Hell no, he's not. Hell no. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to support Bobby, same thing, you need to be doing this. You need to get out there. You need to focus on registration and canvassing. Okay. And, and I understand Bobby's running Democrat. Don't care. We need clean, clean elections on both sides. You can't get a good Democrat candidate right now. Uh, you get only what the states decided. So, I mean, we've got to get this cleaned up. We clean up our voter rolls. This is the part that we, the people, can do. Now, the other thing you can do is if you're a precinct captain, Democrat or Republican, you can start cleaning up the voter rolls in your, in your precinct much more effectively, right? Most places you can volunteer to be a precinct captain, and it's pretty easy to get uh, you know, put in that way. Do it. Do it. You'll be surprised what kind of authority and ability you have once you become a part of the process. You know, a lot of us like, say, like to complain about things and throw rocks, but we stand outside and throw rocks and it doesn't do any good. You got to get inside and you got to work from within a lot of times. So this is a critical, critical component to this. And I want to suggest that people do that. Become a Republican or Democrat precinct chair, and then get involved in your your uh, your local precinct. Clean up the voter rolls. We've got to do that, and it can't wait anymore. Okay, it's time to get started on this. It's time to get moving, because we're coming up on 2024, and if we lose the election, 
if Donald Trump loses the election, assuming it's him, and he loses it fairly, then so be it. But there's a big difference between losing it fairly and having it stolen. We've been stealing it. We've been allowing it to be stolen. And, you know, here's my thing. If you want to say that that's not the case, put your money where your mouth is. Why can't we look at the algorithms? Why can't we look at what's occurring? Why is everything kept secret in the election realm if uh, if it's all on up and up? Won't let us get discovery. Won't let us examine, examine anything. It's ridiculous. You want to say that you're clean as the wind-driven snow? Show us. Show us. Don't lie to me. Show us. So uh, until then, I don't want to hear it. But get to work, people. We need some help on this. I need your support at TomRens.com. The fight is huge. I mean, I am pushing on so many different areas and so many different levels. So much happening. I need 50 more lawyers. I need uh, just a huge, I need so much more staffing. There's so many things that we need to do. My poor producer on this show, this woman works her tail off. Talk about underpaid and overworked. Uh, you know, and we've got to get these, get more people. We've got to get more stuff. It doesn't happen without your support. So buy from our sponsors at TomRuns.com. Tell them Tom Runs sent you. Tell them Runs sent you. And uh, support us, support our Substacks, share our show. We'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. All right, folks, welcome back. Um, kind of moving on. I mean, we're going to tie this back in, but we're, we're kind of talking about this corruption. We're talking about an election system, but it's across the board. It's becoming a dangerous time, folks. It's a dangerous time to be a truth seeker or a fighter for freedom. And, uh, you know, I can say that firsthand. And it's it's a shocking thing for me, right? Because, you know, I want to talk about this from my perspective. Because that's what we're all here to listen to, right? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but but seriously, from my perspective, yeah, I st- I'm 
I'm just a nobody in Ohio and I've got a platform now. Right. So I understand, you know, I, you know, I got a bigger voice than a lot of people, but, um, you know, when I started fighting this, that's only been a few years ago and I haven't changed, you know, the fight around me has changed. My platform changed. All these things have changed, but I haven't actually changed. And I still look at things the way that I did a few years ago, except for I've learned new things. Well, one of the things that, that that's been truly shocking to me is how hard it is to stand for freedom, right? So I, I talk about freedom, file lawsuits for freedom. I do all these things. I'm basically fighting for freedom. And, you know, it's freedom for all, left, right, center. I don't care who you are. All I'm doing is fighting for everybody to be free to live their life. And you wouldn't think that that would be a very difficult thing in the United States of America, a nation founded on freedom, but it is. It is, and it's shockingly difficult. And the blowback that you get is amazing. Like, you get blowback, you get fight back, you get people attacking, arguing, shady things that are done on a constant basis, and at a level that are, is really astounding, frankly. Um, you know, I, I just, it's been an absolute shock to me to see what kind of pushback and fight I've gotten when all I'm trying to do is push for freedom and truth. I mean, I'm not, I don't do conspiracy theory. You know, I may talk about it, but I always talk about it as what's well, speculative rather than truthful. Uh, when I talk about things, the things that I talk about, I either have evidence or I don't. I, you know, I'm not trying to push things that are, are no basis in fact. You know, I, I read, I do my research, I do my homework. I don't even take the stuff that I read and research at face value. I double check it 15 layers deep. And in the meantime, everything is about freedom. That's all I push for. Well, it's truly been uh, somewhere between terrifying, shocking, and unbelievable to see exactly how mind-blowingly uh, evil the opposition to freedom is and how entrenched they are and how powerful they are and to what extent they will fight it. I mean, you know, I've had everything. Death threats to buy, uh, people trying to buy me off, people trying to do this, people trying to do that. Been through it all. And I just, you know, you hear that stuff on the news and you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that actually happens. But no, it really does, folks. It really does. I've legitimately had people say, you know, you, you'd make a great partner in this law firm, probably a couple million a year. But yeah, your, your, your litigation, your approach, this is way too controversial. You need to back off. Now, I haven't had any of that lately. Um, but, you know, early on, oh, you'd make a great judge. You just, you got to, you can't take such controversial positions. You'll never have that. Well, folks, that, that's neither ethical nor acceptable. And then, you know, you just get the straight up death threats, that stuff. Um, you get the hit pieces. You know, when they realize they can't buy you or threaten you, they start trying to rip you and, you know, uh, go after you. And frankly, I think it's an interesting thing. And when you see someone in the press getting attacked, uh, what I what I generally view at this point is what happens is, is those people are probably people who ignored the death threats and weren't willing to be bought off. So now they're just attacking them in the press because other side seems more than willing to use you if they can. But if you're not willing to sell out, that's when they move on to, to, to just trying to tear you down in the press and publicly. Well, they haven't been able to do any of that, so then they try and censor me uh, and make sure that nobody hears me. But 
at the end of the day, what I'm seeing, though, is an immense amount of, of pushback. And uh, it's been truly shocking to see. Well, I saw an article today. My buddy J.D. Rucker from uh, Liberty Daily put this together. And I don't necessarily know that I've done the research to say that I agree with everything he says. I'm not saying I disagree. I just haven't done the research. And like I said, I don't put it forward unless I've, I've done the research or I tell you that I haven't done it. But J.D. usually does a great work. And uh, the title of the article is The Silenced, a tribute to those who were killed while trying to expose the truth. And he, he opens it with, with uh, something that I think is, is an interesting thing. He opens it with the following. So, uh, la- the label conspiracy theorist is usually used as a pejorative. Following the JFK assassination, the CIA established gaslighting brainwashing campaign to demonize those that question the official narrative. Thus, the term conspiracy theorist has been normalized to represent tinfoil hat-wearing lunatics. Well, he's right. He's right. This was uh, the word, the phrase conspiracy theorist was actually only came into the, the lexicon after the JFK assassination and almost certainly was something used by the CIA to discredit anybody questioning the narrative. Uh, you know, it looks like that is absolutely true. Uh, but, you know, he goes through and he talks about a bunch of different things. And uh, he, he mentions that uh, there's a Twitter user, the, the 1776. And uh, this, guy, this guy points out a bunch of people who were died, their, their deaths were covered up, or their deaths appeared suspicious. And they're all people who were pushing for truth in one way or another, right? And uh, a lot of these people were tied to, uh, to organ har- harvesting and uh, pedogate. And, uh, you know, are, are, and this is something I hear. Now, I've been willing to, more than willing to, and I've talked to people, so if you've got evidence that I can use on the pedophile stuff, I'll go after it. I have no fear of that, right? Uh, those, if you would do that to a child, I have no fear. I don't care. You want to shoot me for fighting for kids? Go ahead and shoot me. I don't care. I do it in a heartbeat. But, uh, you know, th- that's where this is. And what I hear when I talk to people who are, who are in the know on this, you know, people who have fought in the pedophile arena, they say that that's one of those areas that's particularly nasty. And you, I see this myself, right? So some things I fight, you know, you get some blowback. Other things you get massive blowback. And it just depends on how sensitive the issue. Well, the pedophile thing seems to be really, really, really nasty from anybody that's fought in it. Uh, you know, anybody that questions. And this is one of those things where you're just not even supposed to look at it, which leads me to the question, if it's not true, why do you care if I look at it? Why shouldn't I investigate pedophilia and sex trafficking in children if it's not happening? Now, I don't have evidence to prove, you know, some of the things that have been alleged in that field. But again, if you're not doing it, shouldn't you want transparency? Wouldn't you want everybody to look and say, yeah, see, there's none of this happening. So anyways, uh, the thread he talks about are people who have been... uh, permanently silenced, if you will, for fighting this. And he's got a bunch of different people. Uh, and uh, he, he goes through, and uh, we got Nancy Schaefer, 
uh, who, who uh, talked about it with Child Protective Services. And that's really an interesting thing because there's been a lot of reports about complicity in child sex or child uh, protective services with, with sex trafficking. Uh, I can't, I don't have anything that's substantial enough to prove it, but when I've dug into this and researched this and investigated this, child protective services have come up over and over again in numerous states. And I don't think it's everybody in child protective services. I think there's a lot of good people that work in child protective services, but yeah, I have an immense amount of information and an immense number of people who've talked to me about child protective services uh, or various parts of it uh, that we're aware of or have knowledge of or are tied in with sex trafficking. You know, I don't know, uh, you know, how that works or what's going on with it. But from what I do know, uh, it seems like there's some real shadiness abound in that. Uh, so uh, it, to me, it's, it falls into the category of I can't prove it, but it, I've got enough enough information that it would warrant investigation, right? By the way, that's how this is supposed to work, right? When law enforcement or someone that cares about the law gets information that something wrong is happening, they at some point they get enough that it's worth investigating. They have to have cause to investigate. Once they've got that, they that's kind of their duty to investigate, particularly when some of it related to you know children and sex trafficking. I would think that'd be a priority. But anyways, uh, you know, apparently Miss Schaefer was uh, well eliminated. Um, Ted Gunderson, uh, now he's ex FBI chief and whistleblower. Apparently, he exposed. And I don't know anything about Ted Gunderson. He, uh, the, head, the, the bullet points here, he, he exposed Satanism in the CIA, chemtrails are real, terrorist attacks, 9-11 done by our own government, drug running, MK Ultra mind control, and Illuminati. Um, I don't really know anything about this. I don't know if it's credible. I trust, I trust uh, J.D., but I don't. I haven't looked at any of this, uh, so I don't really know what to say about it. But again, if he was an ex-FBI whistleblower and he was killed, I want to know what the results of the investigation were, right? Um, you start talking to me about Illuminati and things like that, and I think, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. But in all honesty, folks, if you've got a credible witness or whistleblower that brings this stuff forward, you investigate it. And the thing that I keep running into, and the one thing that I will say I've learned from COVID, and I think this really applies to conspiracy theory across the board. I used to be someone who never listened to conspiracy. I told my wife that vaccines being unsafe was a conspiracy theory. I used to say that. What I've found since COVID is that there's a lot more truth in a lot of the conspiracy theories than any of us thought. In fact, I've been called a conspiracy theorist nonstop about the COVID stuff I've done, yet it's all turned out to be true and correct. So when I hear conspiracy theorists at this point, I've got a different take than I used to. At this point, my position is, okay, Ted Gunderson, you know, he's ex-FBI, so he's a credible guy, and he exposes these things, and he's talking about Satanism and FBI or CIA? Chemtrails, uh, we, well, we've seen chemtrails are legit. We've seen, uh, I just did a story on that a few weeks back. If you were listening, you would have heard. 9-11, uh, well, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff about the drug running. We know that that's happening. 
MK Ultra. Well, that's kind of bizarre, but we do know that it's a legitimate thing. I mean, it's, we've got the documents. Illuminati, well, I got nothing on that, but uh, okay, so this guy is suggesting things. And he's ex FBI chief and whistleblower. Okay, so wouldn't we want to investigate that? Let's just see it through. I mean, let's see what he's saying. Now, I mean, if it's good, then great. And if he's a nutcase, then, then so be it. But there should be a transparent investigation. You don't hide things unless you've got something to hide. You don't oppose transparent investigations unless there's a reason, right? So even though these, these bullet points seem pretty conspiratorial to me, at this point, I just can't discount it. If you don't, there should be no opposition to an investigation unless you have something to hide, right? I don't hide things unless I've got, now that's not to say that there shouldn't be privacy for individuals, but let's distinguish privacy for individuals and privacy for governmental organizations. There's no reason for privacy in a governmental organization. That is we the people, that deserves transparency. And anything tied to the government should be transparent. Uh, I have a Fourth Amendment right to privacy for myself. So don't tell me you can just investigate me. But when it comes to CIA, FBI, these different, that's government. We have the right to look at that. And we should. Um, so you know, that's that's Ted Gunderson. Um, you apparently suspected of arsenic poisoning. Uh, they, they called it cancer. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, Breitbart. We all know Andrew Breitbart. You know, he uh, talks about Podesta and these crews. Uh, he talks about all this stuff going on. Uh, then he just seemed to, to die. Uh, well, was it real? Was it not? I don't know. This conspiracy theory. Uh, but again, what about the transparent investigations? Why is it that all these conspiracy theories, when I look... I find out that investigations were stifled in some way, shape, or form. Improper or no autopsy, no look at this, no look at that, all these different things. Why do I keep finding that? Seems to me that there's a bit of an issue here because, again, when it comes to a public institution, there should be no expectation of privacy. It should be public record. Everything is public record for a public institution. Only individuals have the right to privacy, not the federal government. Why is it that every time we start looking at something of public interest, it gets silenced? Huh. Michael Hastings, he was exposing Pedigate leading to the firing of General McChrystal and linked to the Clintons and uh, Podesta, apparently. And I don't know who uh, Michael Hastings was. I don't know his story. But his car exploded. How often does that happen? Whose car explodes? When the hell does he have a car explosion? I suppose that was a coincidence, much like all the died suddenly. The, the list goes on and on here, right, folks? They've got a whole bunch of people on here. Some people good, some people less. A lot of them seem to be tied to the Podestas and the Clintons. Uh, not a huge surprise. But the thing about this is, is you don't hide things unless you have a reason to hide them. Yet everywhere I look, I see more and more being hidden, obfuscated, covered up. And why? 
Why, folks? Why are they doing that? Yeah, I think this is a really critical thing. Why would these people be hiding uh, you know, all of this stuff if it's not legitimate? Why would they oppose investigation? Why is everything that the Clinton and Podestas do off record? You can't look at any of it. Why is it that everything that Obama does is, is super secret? You know, th these are, why? Why do they fight so hard for, to keep everything covered up? I don't think you do it unless there's a reason, folks, and that's the point. You can call it a conspiracy theory, but at the end of the day, if something is charged or alleged in good faith by a credible person, it ought to be investigated. And if there's people that are t going out of their way to oppose the investigation, we all need to be asking ourselves why. That's my point. Okay, TomRens.com. Sign up for my Substack. If you, it's free. If you pay for it, you get uh, you get to help me. That's it. You don't get anything else out of it. Uh, if you buy from my sponsors, well, you're getting good stuff and you're helping me. We got some some. Uh, we've got a wonderful producer of healthy free stride meat. It's a patriot organization. Good group. Um, we're working on getting more sources of healthy, safe foods. Got all sorts of good things up there. But go to TomRens.com, support us, support our sponsors, tell them Ren sent you. And uh, we will be right back, folks. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Okay, everybody, welcome back and welcome to the almost world famous Stack O Stuff segment. Uh, I don't even know if anybody actually likes the Stack of Stuff segment, but me, but I like it. So, you know, we're going to keep doing it until I hear someone doesn't. 
So anyway, stack of stuff. Here we go. Uh, first headline in the Daily Mail, Deutsche Bank settles record 75 million Epstein sex trafficking lawsuit. Accusers receive up to five million each after judge ruled he solicited banks advice about structuring withdrawals to evade notice. Well, 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 well. Okay, so what this means in plain English, folks, is that some judge decided that this bank essentially uh, worked with Epstein to uh, evade giving proper notice on uh, you know his, his financial holdings and this that and other. So th- these guys these guys assisted him in hiding his money basically. Uh, you know Epstein's out. He's a pervert. He's doing all these pervert things. You know pedophile blackmail, all the things that he did before he, uh, quote, there's air quotes right now, ready? Big air quotes, committed suicide. Uh, yeah, uh, in in jail uh, by hanging himself with a bed sheet when there wasn't room to hang him. Yeah, niner, breaker, breaker. So, yeah, this is kind of an interesting thing. And if you think Deutsche Bank is the only one that would do this sort of thing, I've got news for you. A lot of the big banks, they work with their VIP clients to do all sorts of illicit things and are acutely aware of what's happening. But, uh, yeah, they're quite good at evading and hiding and covering. And no one seems to ask questions about these things. Uh, The regulators always seem to miss what's going on. It's very shocking. I don't know. Okay, that is what it is, and not really a surprise, but uh, just more pedophile corruption nonsense, right? Headline, Soros-backed group pushes Chicago mayor to slash funding for racist police force because that seems like a great idea. So I love Chicago as a city. Um, My wife and I became engaged there. Uh, we used to go there frequently for weekend trips or you know getaways. Downtown, the Miracle Mile just was was beautiful. It's a wonderful area, and it's turned into some place that I can't even go to. The crime's out of control. All the big corporations are leaving. Uh, the place is just going. They are destroying Chicago on a level that is mind blowing. Uh, the Windy City is going from a wonderful place to a place that is, uh, well, it's reminiscent of what happened in Detroit. You know, Detroit was an incredible city for a lot of years, and it, it just fell into absolute disarray. Now, Detroit was in no small part because of the, the collapse of manufacturing. Chicago is doing it to itself. Chicago is bringing in, you know, they keep putting in these corrupt politicians that are doing things like defund the police. And basically, the, the crime is so out of control that the city is, is unlivable. And, uh, you know, George Soros buys off these guys like this mayor and everybody else uh, to push this this just absurd level of crime. And so uh, it's it's like circling the drain, folks. It just keeps going faster the closer you get to the drain. And uh, what's happening in Chicago, really, it's a sad thing to me. Uh, We've got just... Continued push, defund the police. Really? 
You've got crime rates that are this out of control and your idea is to defund the police? George Soros should be forced to live in, in Chicago. That's what I'd like to see. I, George Soros wants to fund defund the police. Let's get rid of George Soros's bodyguards and let him live in Chicago. Let's see how he feels. But why doesn't he do that? Why is it that he's got bodyguards and security everywhere, but he wants to defund the police? Why is it our security that we want, everybody want, these guys want to go away? You ever notice the Democrats, the leftists, the globalists, they've all got their own security. When's the last time Hillary Clinton went anywhere without security? Obama, George Soros, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, Carl Schwab, the little weenie, Harari. You know, all these guys got security, but they want us to defund the police. They don't care if you have security. They care if they have security. It's only their security that matters. Uh, I think that's really all you got to understand about this, right? It, it's it's the not me, and that's what they always do. Now, moving on. Headlines: Hunter Biden's shady business partners called to testify in his Arkansas child support case. Uh, witness list includes convicted fraudster Devin Archer, who sat on Burisma board of directors with Hunter. I mean, is there a more corrupt individual on the planet than Hunter Biden? I mean, his dad, maybe. But, uh, you know, Hunter Biden's baby mama is going to call some of these uh, shady business partners, including the art dealer. You know, all the money that Hunter made off of his incredible art that looked like it was fingerprinted in a preschool? You know, that stuff? Uh, well, yeah. Shockingly, uh, these guys are getting support, uh, called in on this child support case, which I find to be hilarious because these guys all think they're above that. They're above the law. And every now and then you'll find a judge that's willing to actually hold them. Boy, I just love this. But, you know, you look at this, uh, this witness list and you got this uh, convicted fraudster, Devin Archer, who was on uh, Burismo with Hunter Biden. Um, Eric... Uh, Sherwin, Schwerin, financial advisor to Edward Pruitt and New York City art gallery owner, uh, Jorge uh, Burgess. Don't know if I'm saying those names right, but these are all people who are buddies with Hunter. And uh, they're going to come in and talk about exactly what's going on. And frankly, I really like what they're doing in this case, right? So uh, baby mama's lawyers are apparently acutely aware of the corruption that's occurring. And they're basically saying, okay, you guys, you guys want to challenge a solid child support payment? That's fine. We're going to call all your business partners in to find out exactly about your shady dealings. I love that. It's legitimate. It's a legitimate legal tactic. It's very hardball. I love it. I love it. That's the kind of hardball legal tactics that we need when you're dealing with those sort of corrupt monsters. And I just kudos to the lawyers who are doing this and everybody else. And uh, while I don't really do much in terms of family law, it's just not my thing. Uh, this is one instance where uh, I, I really am enjoying uh, the whole concept of family law. So I think that is absolutely a uh, wonderful, wonderful thing. And, uh, Good, good, good. So, uh, the dossier, 
Headline, Top Spy Chiefs, Heads of State, and Global Business Titans begin secret Bilderberg meeting in Portugal. Uh, yeah, the World Economic Forum meetings happen every year. And, you know, you get all of these rich crooks. And these rich crooks come together to decide what they're going to do to control our universe. Well, that one's quasi-open. But this Bilderberg group, this is dead silent. We don't get to know anything that's happening there. And this is a big deal to me because you don't hide things unless you have things to hide. And the thing that I, one of the things I think is really important is we see uh, top spy chiefs and heads of state from places in Europe and the United States and things like that. Why are public servants going to this private forum that's behind the scenes? Why do some people get to know and talk to these guys and find out what's going on, but the public doesn't? Why is it that these guys can conspire with the rich and powerful, but we the people don't get to know what's happening? I find this to be a bit absurd and kind of fairly abhorrent. You know, we see all of these things where uh, these people who supposedly work for we the people show that they only work for a, a select few of the people. And they certainly are not we the people. Uh, does anybody think that the Bilderberg leaders are we the people? No, of course not. So why are we sending heads of state to top secret meetings? Why are we sending spy leaders to top secret meetings? Why are we hiding everything? These? Why would you go to a meeting that's super secret? Why do we have people uh, from like... Albert Borla, Sam Altman, uh, America's top intelligence official, uh, Avril Haines, um, Henry Kissinger. What, is he still alive? Why the hell is he even, why is he even alive? Uh, the, the head of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, um, personal national security official, uh, pushed to the COVID lockdowns, Matthew Pottinger. Uh, Eric Schmidt of Google, Peter Thiel, uh, General Christopher Cavoli, commander of the U.S. European Command. Um, why are these guys, why do we have anyone from our government there? And why are all of these guys getting together to plan what's going to happen in our world uh, without any sort of light being shined on it? Certainly business leaders have the right to do meetings and things like that. But to call this huge forum together of, of business leaders and then to include political leadership and keep it secret. I got an issue with the secrecy, folks. You don't hide things unless you have something to hide. I keep saying that. It's the most foundational principle that I've found in this COVID fight and election fight and all other fights. You know, they keep telling us we're conspiracy theorists, but when we say, well, what are you hiding? They say, well, nothing that you can see. What do you mean nothing I can see? If you don't have anything to hide, why is it that you get closed door meetings with all these different people? Especially people who are heads of state and political leaders. Don't we, the people, have a right to know what our government's doing? Or should we just trust the government? I mean, God knows they wouldn't lie, COVID anybody. I, I find the whole thing to be appalling. The whole thing is absolutely appalling. And I still have yet to have anyone in any position of power tell me why they're hiding things if they don't have anything to hide.
that doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, I don't know. I hope someone breaks in there and finally records everything that they're doing, makes it public. I, I know that's a tough, tough ass. They got pretty tight security in these things, but uh, yeah, I find the whole thing to be appalling. Uh, headline national file. Anti-white hate motivated Virginia congressman attack. Two staffers in a woman park nearby were attacked by an Asian man wielding a baseball bat. So this Asian guy apparently hated white guys and uh, decided to, to beat them with a baseball bat for some reason. I mean, folks, why do we got to hate each other based on skin color? Why? What are we doing with that? How dumb is that? Isn't that stupid? Isn't that just the dumbest thing you've ever heard? Oh, oh, you're different, different color of skin. No, I hate you. That's stupid. Who cares what color your skin is? I, I just think that's just abhorrent. You know. Now I want to point out really an important thing that my brilliant producer noted is uh, he he did this with a baseball bat. Should we ban baseball bats? I mean, baseball bats are clearly the root of all evil. He attacked these people. We need to ban baseball in this country, folks. Baseball is a dangerous thing, and people have access to bats. And now that this uh, Democrat congressman has people that were attacked with a baseball bat, we need to ban. There needs to be all-out ban on baseball bats. Baseball bat control, no one under 21, and then you have to have background checks. Um, And we really need to, to ban assault bats. Uh, assault baseball bats are really the key. Now, regular baseball bats, well, we can still have some of those to, in a certain way, but anything that qualifies as an assault bat needs to be banned entirely. There's no reason for assault bats to be on the streets. You know, people can keep swinging those and keep hitting you, and that's just no good, folks. It, it's evil. Assault bats are the root of evil and the root of violence in this country. If we ban assault bats, uh, well, then then we'll have a crime-free nation and everybody will be safe and secure. I do think that. Now, at the same time, I think while we're banning assault bats, we should have more people carrying guns. That way, if someone uh, with an assault bat attacks you, you can shoot them. Seems to be a good... A good uh, this, to me, I think is, is completely obvious. Um, yeah. It just, it, there's no other, the, the salt bats got to go. The salt, we got to get rid of the salt bats. Um, regular baseball bats, we can distinguish them. Um, don't ask me to explain the difference. I am not an expert in baseball bats, um, but I'm sure there's a major difference between the salt bats and, and uh, regular baseball bats. We just need to watch them and, you know, I don't know. Uh, there is there's one thing that we could do, folks. You know, if we believed in God and believed that God created all men, uh, then, you know, we wouldn't really have racism. But, you know, it's 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 all good. No, no reason to bring God into this. Um, okay, moving on. Oh, what do we got here, folks? Uh, so many stories, and we've got a limited amount of time, so I'm trying to decide which one I want want to hit here. Oh, this is good. This is good. Uh, we got uh, Town Hall. Let's revisit these Democrats' outrageous claims about the Russia collusion hoax. And they've got awesome, awesome things, uh, you know, here everywhere. 
whole list of tweets and various things. I just find this. I, I find it funny when I see these sorts of articles. I like I like listening uh, seeing these. Um, and here we've got uh, Comey. He he can't recall anything about the Russia probe that he oversaw. Clearly, Comey had nothing to do with this. So none of the spies had anything to do with it. Um, former Fed Peter Strzok. I believe that the president is compromised by the Russians. Uh, do you believe that, Peter? Uh, Nancy Pelosi. We saw cold, hard evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. She's a liar. Jerry Nadler. It's become very clear that Trump campaign colluded with the Russians in trying to subvert the election. Jerry Nadler's a liar. Uh, and more and more. There's a whole bunch there. Folks, everything about it was garbage. Trump didn't do anything wrong. Trump is actually the rightful president of this country, likely based on the, the fraud that probably occurred. But, you know, let's not let the facts get in the way of the good story. Uh, folks, I need you to support this network and share this show. Listen to this show. Share this show. Get it out there. Support the Out Loud Network. It's a great network. you got to support our sponsors. My favorite are Kofix and uh, the, the Genesis HOCL. These two products together are, are incredible. They stop germs. They kill germs. They stop the spread of germs. Great products. You should have them there. you got to use the Out Loud code at checkout. All of our products are great. You should, you should look into all of them. But whatever you do, use the Out Loud code at checkout because you got to support this network. Uh, your support allows us to bring you this news and this information that you don't get anywhere else. So please support us, support our network, and keep on listening. See you soon.